What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. I am Aisham Hipshire, and I'm here with my handsome Studley co-host, Tanner Santucci. And OMG, do we have a good one today. Um, not only do we have one, but we have two guests. And for those of you who aren't looking and are listening, um, these guys are going to like, they're going to blow your mind is an understatement. Um, but I can't wait to dive into their story so, so you guys can hear um, the sacrifice and what it takes to become successful in real estate. So I'm here with uh, Mr. Brandon and Dylan Trana. How are you boys? Doing amazing. Thanks for having us on. This is a, that was that sweet intro and I'm, I'm really grateful to be on this. So thank you for, you know, giving us the spotlight. Yeah. Thank you, my brothers. This is going to be, this is going to be a great time. I'm excited for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know every time I hear that intro, I just, I'm feeling it. And then it ends. <laughs> ah, <laughs> such a good song. Well guys, I mean, again, we're, we're, we're honored to have you and um, you know, one of the things that we do on, on this show is, is we don't talk too much about the, the tactics. Um, we like to dive into mindset and I know that's one of you guys' specialties. That's, that's how you got to where you are right now. Um, and so I'd, I'd like to begin if you guys can just kind of give a little insight into your background and maybe a little of your origin story and then we'll, uh, we'll jump in. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah, Dylan was going to college in, Fargo, North Dakota. And then I graduated high school and I was like doing plumbing and heating and stuff in Minnesota. And then, so I moved into his apartment cause I, I was just like, all right, I'm done with like plumbing and heating. I, I ain't trying to do this anymore. I didn't even apply for college. I knew it wasn't an option for me. Um, so then, yeah, we, uh, I moved in with him and then I had some money saved up. So I wasn't looking for a job. I was just getting, going online um, trying like sales courses, trying drop shipping, e-commerce, just a whole bunch of different things. And he's watching me, but he's like doing his homework at college and he's just like, he'll figure it, he'll figure it out at some point. <laughs> um, so then is in December, we, uh, found out about Astro flipping and we were both on the phone call, uh, with the guy there. And then he just made it sound so awesome. We hung up the phone call. Dylan was just like, yo, we have to do this. Um, called him back gave him a credit card. We're just like, all right, let's sign up. Let's do this. Um, and then the next week Dylan drops out of college to be a full-time wholesaler, um, while we're living wow. in Fargo, North Dakota. And then, you know, it kind of, kind of just started from there. It took us a little bit. We had a learning curve. Um, you know, I was straight out of high school. This dude just dropped out of college. So we had a lot of people giving us what their opinion was on the situation. Sure. Um, so we had a lot of stuff on the outside going on, but we knew, all right, this week one is really deep into mindset of Astro and it really kind of breaks down everything. And we knew from like literally after the first couple of videos, we're just like, all right, we made the best decision that we could have. We're going to go all in. We're going to really do this. Um, and then, yeah, it took us five months. We closed uh, our first deal on my 19th birthday, actually. Nice. Um, and then it, it just kind of started. We just started to gain momentum and just go from there. And then, you know, we uh, moved to Arizona last September. So we've been here for about a year, um, came to Jamil's mastermind and made a game plan with him and just started crushing it. Now, when you guys decided, or more so Dylan, when you decided to quit college, did your parents give me, I can understand friends and stuff. How, what was family like giving you, did they give you grief? <clears throat> Yeah, I guess it wasn't the easiest, but everyone knew I kind of hated going to college or like I just I couldn't even do homework in high school. So like when it was college and I'm like an adult now living on my own and I'm like, I'm really doing homework in my room. And I'm like, I'm like 20 years old. Like this doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> so that's like right after Corona. So like everything started going virtual and like I'm just doing this at home and I'm just like, I'm not. I'm not even like paying attention to these zoom calls. I just get on it. And then I go like walk away from my computer. You know what I mean? I'm not, yep. I'm not really there. And I just, I just, everyone knew I didn't like what I was doing. I feel like, um, but then he came across wholesale and he's like, yo, we can just sell these contracts for 10,000 bucks. And I'm like, this is amazing. Let's do it. <laughs> So you guys didn't have the, the typical origin story of you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad years ago and you knew you were going to be real estate investors. That wasn't your story. You, you saw an opportunity and you're like, let's go for it. 
I didn't, yeah, I didn't read too many books. I was always watching videos and I was always trying to learn about, cause I'm just like, I'm looking at people in my surrounding. I'm just like, all right, none of these guys, they're all broke. Like no one's got sweet cars. Everyone lives in a small house. And like, we're from a town of 800 people in Minnesota. So like 60 grand a year is like a lot of money for a lot of people there. And I'm just like, there's, there's no way that these guys, they're driving Lambos. They're just like having a good time. They're flying on private jets. They're doing a bunch of stuff. So I was always kind of like learning about entrepreneurship and I, or like from the get go, I was like, college is not an option. I'll start my own business or I'll be like the best person at somebody's job. But I had a job for three months and I was like, yeah, this ain't it. <laughs> um, and then so I was kind of already like an entrepreneur just by heart. Our parents own a grocery store too. So we watched them be business owners and we worked there as well. Um, so we didn't really have like jobs, I guess, growing up. We were kind of like al already the manager just right away. No one could really tell us what to do. Um, but yeah, I didn't really read too many books until I like got into astro flipping. And then I started like, okay, I need to like really see what the people at the highest level are like trying to teach everyone through these books. Cause nobody reads books after college or after high school, even they're just like, sweet, I'm done learning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. I feel like I definitely had a, I knew I was going to own a whole bunch of property. I wanted to, I didn't know how I was going to get that accomplished. I thought the best way to do was become a loan officer and go to a bank and work there. Cause like the bank will give me the dollars eventually. I thought that was like the route that would be to buy properties. And then he's just like, yo, let's just go right to the properties. And um, we're just like, oh, this, this wholesale and stuff, this, this looks amazing. I think this can work. So tell us a little bit about your story of when you moved to Arizona, right? Like what made you guys ultimately choose Arizona, which I'm sure most people know why, but in the sense of like, what was, what was your thought process behind let's just pick up from North Dakota to go to Arizona? Yeah. So we were, we, were, Minnesota, we grew up in Minnesota, but then I was going to college in like Fargo, North Dakota. He came and moved with me. Um, we're living together for a few months, came across wholesaling. He got me to drop out, started doing it virtually. And we were just, it took us five months to get our first deal because we were jumping around doing a whole bunch of different markets, trying to do Minnesota, Arizona, Florida, just like jumping around everywhere. Um, we actually do have an uncle that lives here in Arizona that used to like flip and buy properties. And he old, he like owns properties like down here in Arizona and in Minnesota too. And um, he was kind of like a big inspiration for us to like want to buy properties because we wanted to be like our um, uncle Skip who just, you know, he has awesome house and everything. And we're just like, yo, this is amazing. Um, but so we, we knew wholesaling was legit right away in Arizona just because we've had an uncle who used to like flip properties out here. We didn't really understand what he did, but we just knew that he like would buy and sell like land and properties. So like we knew wholesaling was legit in Arizona. Um, but then also, I guess it, it was just like the best fit for us, the community down here um, that we had like some family down here too. And we came down to Arizona and it was like one of the first places I've been where I'm just like, we came a few months before we moved and I'm just like, whoa, I could actually like live here in this spot. I haven't like felt this about it any other place I've traveled. Um, but we were, yeah, we were living in Fargo, North Dakota. So we did our first deal in May and then we did like six deals up till August. And then we didn't do any deals in September. And then, so like, we're like living in Fargo. Don't like have like steady income coming in. We did a couple deals, but we maybe made like seven grand total on, like all because we had to split our deals with another yeah. wholesaler that we were JVing with. So like, we didn't really make that much money, but we got like that proof of concept. Um, and then our mom is like, we're telling her like, yo, we're hustling. We're trying to go to this mastermind that Jamil's doing down in Arizona. And like, I wasn't there to have the conversation, but he was with my mom and she's just like, yo, if you guys like need some dollars or you want to take out a loan, cause they just sold their house. So they got some money too. They're just like, oh, we'll give you guys a loan to move out down there. And Dylan wow. just like, perfect. All right, cool. Calls me about it, tells me. He's just like, yo, this is what we're doing. Next day, <laughs> booked our ticket to the mastermind, paid it in full. And then pretty much we just got everything that we owned in two suitcases. And then I totaled my vehicle. I hit a deer with it, actually, um, mm. in like the winter time. That's so, why you're going hunting to get revenge, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, but it was actually a blessing because like we didn't know how we were gonna pay rent, and then I got an insurance check of four grand. I'm just like, sick, we can live for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. And then so we loaded up everything in his truck, everything that we owned, and we we're just like, all right, we got about three months living living expenses. We got an Airbnb booked for a month. Like we got to stay here, and you know, if you wanna really get to the next level, you got to surround yourself with the right people, and like in Fargo. It's a small market. There's people doing like flips, but like not very much. So it's not like a place that we were like, all right, this is where I want to build my business. And we were trying to virtually wholesale in Arizona anyway. Um, Two of those six deals were in Arizona. So we had like a proof of concept in Arizona too. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, you know, like that's where the community is. That's where we got like the most help. We have an uncle that lives down there. You know, if worse comes to worse, like let's just go for it and like, we basically took out a loan to go to the mastermind and then have like just enough for like three months to live. And we're just like, we can, we can make it happen in these three months. What gave you guys the confidence? You know, when most people are getting started, like, like you guys said, you know, we, we needed money. We needed to make deals, you know, and typically masterminds are not cheap. What gave you guys the confidence that, Hey, we should invest in this and probably get a, a positive ROI. We were just like, all right, we kind of, we've done a couple deals, but like wholesaler deals, one of them was direct to seller, two agent deals. And we're just like, if we can just make a game plan with Jamil and he just gives us the exact steps, do this, do this, do this, do this, don't do anything else. We knew we, as long as we just followed it, because like the Astro course, it proved itself that it works um, to us. So that's all we needed. And then we just knew, all right, if we invest into ourselves, if we go down there and we just stay down there, we don't have anyone else around us telling us and giving their opinion on what we should be doing. Go get a job, do this, do that. We're just here. We're like pretty much just down here and we're only talking to people that are in the business doing deals. So like being around people that are doing deals, it just makes your brain think that, okay, it's normal to do deals. Um, but we just knew as long as we can go there, get in front of Jamil, get his attention and get a game plan with him. We knew we were going to go crush it anyway. And like, there's really like no other option. Cause like it would be more of a waste of time to go try and find a job to keep paying rent than it would be to take out a loan, move across the country and then, you know, pursue like an actual business that we're trying to like run and operate. I guess we just had the confidence if we got the game plan from Jamil in person <clears throat> and like he can help us kind of too while we're there. If like we need like a buy price or just a situation to handle, you know, like he's, He's like headquartered here too, but he just basically gave us the game plan. He's like, just do this, just this market. And we're just like, okay, cool. We just got literally three months of time. Cause like, we don't have any dollars to go do anything. So we have to like, we're just going to hustle. When you're broke too, like the only thing you really have is time. Cause like, what else are you going to do? Yeah. So it was kind of perfect that we just we got an Airbnb book, little bit of dollars for living expenses. And then, just a lot of free time because nobody else is bugging us. We didn't have like family sh stuff going on um, all the time. And like, it was just perfect. So we were able to just like kind of isolate ourselves so we could just get really dialed in and focused and, you know, build up that skill. Was there any time through this, uh, th th through this time phase where you guys were locked in and focused um, where you guys were like, man, you know, did we make the right decision? Or did you, did you know it all along? How, where, where was your mindset at then? I feel like we, I feel like we did a pretty good job of not being like attached to the result. Um, but cause we did, we did six deals. So we knew what needed to happen. We just really needed to go do that and stay dialed in for a long time. And, um, there's a, there was an amazing quote I heard from Pace Morby and I still say it, I feel like a few times a week, but you're not really consistent at one thing um, until for like, when you've been consistent for 91 days at one thing, you've literally only been consistent for one day. If you give up after like 67 days, you weren't even consistent for a day. You know what I mean? So like that mm. too, we just knew like, Everything in real estate works. We did a direct to seller deal, a wholesaler deal, agent deals in, in like Fargo virtually, but we kept, we still just kept having shiny object syndrome, but 
when we just got the sauce from Jamil in person, he's like, just do this one thing in this one market and you'll do it. And we did two deals all there already. So we knew what needed to happen. We just really needed to stay consistent for like 90 days. And at like day 45, we like locked up like a decent sized deal, but that didn't even close until like after Christmas and we moved down in October. So like there was like a light at the end of the tunnel. Like we got right. like a 17K check waiting for us. It's like, let's try to make as much happen by the time it's then. But those first 45 days, like with no deals or contracts, like we are just straight hustling, but we just, we're just like the only way we'll fail is if we give up. So like, we just got to literally just make it happen. Like we're going to, I'm going to keep calling this cell phone until like, until like I have a deal, because if I give up, there's definitely no way I'm getting a deal. So you, I'm assuming you, you, you guys were of the mindset of like, we can't quit because there's, there's no all other alternative. There's no way back. You know, you'd burned all your ships that so you had to, you had to, you know, charge forward. Um, that that's, that's incredible. That that's in, in, incredibly impactful. Let me ask how at the time, how old were you guys? Uh, 19. Wow. I was <laughs> Yeah, Dude, I think back to when I was 19, I was not that focused or determined at all. I was partying um, in college, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so you guys had parents who were business owners. Do you think that that played uh, a role in your your kind of focus and your consistency? Or, or was that something that you guys just kind of, you know, you realized through, you know, through Jamil, your coach telling you this, all right, this is what we had to do. Or did you already come to the table with that? Or how did that work? I feel like we both since growing up around that, where our parents like own the business and same with like our grandparents too, like the grandparents on my dad's side owned a restaurant. And then on my mom's side, they <clears throat> side, they owned like the grocery store. So like we were always in that kind of like entrepreneur family, I guess we didn't really have like a job mindset from the beginning. And when we did have jobs, we both didn't like it that like we were having other people kind of tell us like what we do and what we got to show up and dress as. So I feel like, yeah, definitely. And we seen them like our parents are like still to this day, like some of the most consistent and like disciplined, like they're always in the community, always meeting people. They're like showing up every single day and doing their thing because they got to do their thing because it's their business. Um, so no, definitely watching that growing up totally helped. Cause like, we knew that they're like some of the hardest workers, like in the entire world in like our eyes for sure. But so you definitely, you definitely think that played a role in making it in your guys's point of view. When you guys moved, you guys having the support from them, they were willing to, like you said, share money essentially from selling their house because they were also entrepreneurs. Right. So you guys, do you, were they super supportive? Like, yes, go move. Not like to get out of our hair essentially, but yeah, go move, go, go experience things, go, go try the entrepreneurial and we're here to support you. So I feel like a lot of people don't have that. Were they very supportive of when you guys moved? At first, when we like first, cause like they kept telling me he's going to college and they kept telling me, yo, if you're going to move, you got to get a job. You got to get a job, get a job. And they didn't really know what was going on because we didn't really tell them we're just like all right we're going to try and start a business and then we just kind of shut it off because we don't want anyone else to give their input because we know that they're not qualified um <laughs> at first that they're they weren't they were just confused on like what's going on and then we would show them the checks that we did do on our deals and they could see the hustle and they knew like we were kind of broke and we were trying to make it happen so when we asked they our mom offered us the loan she offered us a loan of like five grand though, but we closed them at 25 so we could go to the mastermind and have some money to get across oh, the country. So <laughs> it was uh, definitely had a lot of support once we finally moved. But, and now, now like looking back on it, like they're so dang happy that we're not doing what everyone else is doing and that they took that chance on us and we could go bet on ourselves too. Um, our mom was just down here last week. We're showing her the city we drove her past the deals that we've done and she can see what we're doing and she just absolutely loves it. So it's, awesome. it, yeah, we no, definitely yeah, have they, a lot of support. They, they, they've, they've honestly been like amazing supporters. And like, at first it was like kind of hard to get them on the same page, but they like knew that we would be committed and we've always paid. They always like, since we worked at their grocery store, they always knew we had enough dollars. So like we always had to pay for basically everything. Like I've paid for my truck. We've always paid for all our clothes we've had our whole life. We kind of like, 
we paid for our phone bill ever since. Like I, we bought our own phones for the first time. Like we've had to pay for everything because they, they like knew we had dollars because we were working at their store. So they knew that we're smart. And like every time we borrowed money, we've always paid it back in full. So they know that we're like good with money and like understand that concept already. Um, so they, they like trusted us investing into us and like, like they say they're like our investors, like instead of like a thing, they invest right. into us. Right. That's awesome. What, what would you guys say to someone who comes up to you and says, of course, Trana brothers, of course you guys are successful. You have these parents who showed you the rope, uh, the ropes, you know, they, they taught you, they instilled this discipline. Um, you know, they supported you guys in moving here. Of course you're successful. I don't have any of that. What do you, what do you say to those people? I think you need to get around people who are going to tell you that you can do it, get around people that are doing the thing that you want. Um, and just, you got to, and here's the thing, like with family too, like you love them, but also you don't need to spend all your time around them, especially if they're not adding to what you're trying to do and accomplish. So I would say you need to get around the people who are actually going to support you, know what you're doing and doing the thing that you want. And then you're going to win regardless, as long as you just keep going and be consistent with it. Those first five months, like we, they wanted us to go do what we wanted to do, but it's not like they were just on, on like on the same page from day one. Like we kind of had to show them like, we're committed to this and we're doing this. I don't care if you like, like it or not. Like, this is what we're going to do. And we nice. know, I want to say basketball too in high school. Like all we did like growing up was play basketball. And like, we were just super consistent with that literally like every day from like kindergarten until we graduated, all we would do is play basketball. So like we already knew what it took to go achieve and accomplish something achieve and accomplish something we won this we won state basketball championship for minnesota when he was a senior and then my senior year we won the game to go we qualified for the state tournament again but then like corona happened and they just pulled the plug on the whole tournament but that was like right there because like all we did was just work and grind and we would make like a thousand shots a day each and like we were just committed to like doing this thing so we could build up a skill um, and be athletic, be in shape and like, be like killers on the basketball court. Um, so, so we, we knew what it took to like, go be great at something. <clears throat> like we knew how consistent we had to be and how hardworking, like it's literally gotta be like an every single day type of thing. And they know that we knew how to do that from like basketball and stuff too. So I feel like that definitely helped with that decision and like believing in we could do whatever we wanted. Yeah. So I guess being athletes right because i played college baseball i played some college baseball so i know what you guys are talking about in the grind what what did you guys bring over from you know like you said from practicing the thousand shots a day and whatever it may have been how can you what have you implemented from learning from sports into your business and why do you think that's made you more successful maybe than someone that wasn't didn't lift you the grind of an athlete I, yeah, I think sports is honestly like the most important thing in like high school, just teaching you like teamwork and like staying solid and consistent with something. If you practice more times than anyone, you're going to be way better. So I guess, yeah, we were honestly just like shooting hoops in our driveway, like our entire life. And now we just basically shoot on deals in the driveway. Like every <laughs> single day we're just like out in our driveway offering on deals. We're basically shooting shooting our offers so like we've honestly just been shooting in the driveway our entire life like even even literally today before this call we were shooting in the driveway it's 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 like the consistency and it's the hard work and then it's teamwork too knowing like your role like he's going to be better at things than me and i can accept that just like maybe he's better at ball handling than me maybe he's better at giving offers than me and i can accept my role of okay i don't need to be like the star player on every single play of the game. I just need to do my role the best so we can work together as a team. Cause like all those are like, even in basketball and like in business, if like you have like one all-star that they don't really go too far. You got like one person who's like, thinks that they're the absolute shit. And then all their team, like they think that they're above their team instead of with their team, their business usually doesn't end up growing to what it could be. Absolutely. But knowing like your role and like knowing like if we work together, it's going to go way farther than if I try and just do this on my own and just try and like do it all. Like knowing that teamwork is going to make us like get through. And then it's also pushing each other because not every day you want to wake up 
at 6 a.m., go lift and then go shoot a thousand hoops every single day. And it's the same thing. Some days you don't want to wake up, go to the gym and then start ripping calls and like talk to 30 plus people a day. It's hard. It's like mentally challenging. But having like a partner or having somebody that can push you and like, no, holy shit, he's got 20 conversations and it's noon. And I'm only at 15. This is ridiculous. And then it's like turns into a competition mm, yep. of who can do more in the day. Um, so I think that plays a big role in it, too, because like we're looking at each other. How many offers you give out? Oh, <laughs> oh, you got that many deals on the board right now? OK, I need to step it up. And then it kind of turns into like a competition in a game and it just becomes fun. But like we're also collaborating as a team at the same time both elevating each other and like, like it's we a want each other to crush it you yeah know i mean Absolutely. like we, in anything he runs into i'm there to like help him anything i need like help with he's gonna be like drop it help me right away so yeah we're both just like competitively just pushing each other forward i guess yeah speaking of your roles like what's your two roles in your business then how do you guys you know, coordinate with each other. I mean, like, what are you guys doing? Are you guys both doing the same thing? Or are you like, what are you guys doing to work together? I guess we are doing like basically both the same thing, but when we're both able, yeah. able to complement each other, like when one person's like doing this thing, maybe he's like figuring out, he gets sent like an address. I'm helping him like comp it and figure out like the offer details and like kind of how to handle the situation. And then when I'm like running into situations, just taking a, like a, side look at it from like what do you think like should be going on and just like complimenting and just figuring out the best game plan together i feel like and like as far as like title work and like emails and stuff i know dylan's not trying to do that at all and because he's just like i need to just be on the phone making offers i'm not going to deal with these emails or talk to our escrow officer or anything like that we're like i'll take the time and i'll go do that because i know it's important but that's something that he's not going to do and i understand that and i'm willing to go do it and like if he locks up more deals while I'm taking care of the deals we already are working on, like we might as well just keep loading the pipe. Like as long as he's still offering, he's still shooting. That. <laughs> like I'll, I'll take care of like all the back end stuff too. So, you know, we kind of complement each other in that way where it's like, there's certain things that he's not going to do. And there's certain things I'm not going to do either, but like, it's kind of like a, it just works, you know? Absolutely. How do you guys, um, how do you guys handle conflict if there is any? usually about like five minutes and then we're done with it <laughs> okay. the hell out of each other a couple black eyes and you're back at it we can get heated but like we know like at the end of the day it's like not personal and you know if like one of us thinks something should be done differently we'll have a conversation about it and like we can both i think it's really cool too because it's not we both don't have egos and we're not just like, Oh, it has to be done this way. We can both kind of like take mm -hmm. a step back and be like, okay, let's like actually reevaluate the situation. I can see your side. You can see my side. Neither side is right to actually, this is what we should be doing. And then we can just go from there instead. Um, we haven't like punched or fought each other, but we're going to start like a boxing or jujitsu class soon. But I know I could kick his ass. Some of that anger. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm undefeated. Oh, there you go. You got to get you some boxing gloves. Big bro, man. Yeah, that's how it rolls. Let me, um, so I, I want to uh, talk comfort zones for a little bit because I know that that can be a challenge for people. And uh, for, from what I've noticed, you know, successful people, um, they, they are comfortable being uncomfortable. Can you guys give me like a, an example, maybe recently of something you've done that was out of your comfort zone? Yes. So we've been like just physically and like in our like fitness goals, we've been doing pretty much like the standard. We just like go weight lift and we don't really do any cardio. We're just trying to like get big and like lifting. And we notice a pl plateau. And I think it honestly comes in all areas of life. You need to be always constantly changing and growing physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, like everything. Um, so out of the comfort zone, we've just been doing the same lift. And like, you can tell, like when you first start lifting, it takes a little bit to see results. And then you kind of go like this, then you plateau. So instead of doing like just our standard lift that we've been doing, now we started doing CrossFit. So we're doing high intensity, high cardio, just like really switching up and shocking the system too. Um, and we were waking up. They say this in the Astro course in week one. It's like, if you want to wake up at like 6 a.m., set your alarm for five o'clock and get up at five and like really shock the system that way too. 
So this summer we started waking up at 3.30 in the morning, going and lifting at 4. And then it, it got us as far as it needed to get us. And then we needed to shock the system and we changed like our whole morning routine. We're waking up later now, but we're doing different workouts at different times. Um, you know, being able to like switch that too. And, you know, as far as like financially getting out of the comfort zone, making investments into yourself and joining masterminds and like learning new skills. Like you rack up a lot of wholesale dollars, like with cash, but like you honestly don't need to buy rentals right away. Like that's not honestly the best use of the money. In my opinion, it should go right back into yourself. So when you stack up a bunch of like cash, you dump it into masterminds and you meet new people, build relationships and learn new skills that are going to end up making you more money in the long run. And just kind of having that delayed gratification, like with a marathon mentality, it's like, I'm not here to just get rich really quick. I'm here to like really build this business, really build these skills and relationships that are going to be fruitful for like 10, 20 years down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You guys mentioned, uh, morning routines a, a few times. Can you walk us through your morning routine currently? Yeah. So right now we wake up at like 4.15, 4.20, get downstairs. We both like, we both have like notebooks where like write our goals down every single day. And I think that's something that's super important is writing down goals. Do you write down your goals just for the day or what, what do you mean by writing down your goals? just like your massive goals that you're working towards. Like, I feel like in every single aspect in life, I do have like another book that I do write my like goals for like the day and things that needs to be done. But I feel like I'm writing like huge, massive goals. Cause like a lot of people, um, I list, I like, we learned this from like Grant Cardone and like listening to his books, but people like will set like a goal. That's like, maybe that's probably actually attainable for them. But right. like you need to like 10 X this sucker, like add some zeros on the end of it or like something like set your goals, like just massive. Cause if you even you aim for like a million dollars this year, you're probably going to like get maybe over like halfway or something. But if you aim for like 10 million or like a hundred million, even if you, even if you like come up short, you're going to be way further than if you only aimed for like a million. So you true. know what I mean? So true. So true. So, so, like, you're right. What, what, what's next? And then after that, we just like wake up, write down our goals, go to the CrossFit gym. And then now our pool's like getting cold. So um, we were like doing a cold pool at like our, at our gym before, but now we just jump in like the pool um, in this like community that we stay at. Cause it's like a cold pool. So like always cold water every single day. Um, and then after that, like about an hour of prayer and meditation um, and stretching and then after that, we eat some breakfast, maybe listen to an audiobook for like a half hour, then write down our daily goals. And then we're like, start doing like real estate tasks and responding to people. That's awesome. Um, Sounds like you guys got most people's daily schedules and your first like three <laughs> hours of the day. For real. <laughs> like your average person's like listening to this and they're like, wait, what? They did all that before like 7 a.m.? What the for hell? Real. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, bro. The um, it, so it seems like things have just been going peachy for you guys. You guys haven't had any like hard struggles or any of that stuff, right? You know, is that what I'm picking up? Probably not. I'm guessing. So I, I'd love for you guys to walk us through one of the more challenging times in your real estate business. I think that first when we moved down here that first like 45 days without no results after we've done six deals. And then it's been like, we did like a deal the first week of August, which was like our sixth total deal. But then we didn't move down to Arizona. It's like, say the first week of August, 2021, we closed a deal, moved down to Arizona, like the 27th of September. So it's already almost been like two full months without doing a deal. And then going to the mastermind, and then for 45 days, not even locking up a single contract, that's a deal. And like, you just got to push there and like, you haven't seen anything fruitful coming in and you just, you're just like still working off faith. You're just like, I got to make this happen. I'm like, I just got to keep pushing. Cause I know the only way I'm not going to do deals if, is if I stop calling people. So like, I just got to keep going. I honestly think that's been like one of the biggest challenges we've overcome is just like keeping our head down and staying focused for those like three months when we moved down here right away. And then yeah, so I, like, I like when people, you know, go ahead. Were you have to say something? 
Yeah, like one of the current struggles that we've had like more recently. Um, so we did like 14 or 15 of our deals. Like literally majority of our deals we've done just off of our cell phones and using like $9 Podio. Um, so like we did seven deals in May and like up to that point, that was like 20 something deals or something in total or 19. Um, and then in June, we got like a new CRM so we could start kind of like scaling this business and like text blasting and setting people up on automations and stuff. Um, and then during June, July and August, we canceled on eight contracts, didn't close anything. And on top of that, we were trying to transfer people from our personal cell phones onto like a high level phone number. And like, it's just been hectic. And like, we had a, like, there's one time we sent out like too many text messages on accident that like all of our agents got texted like three or four times in a day. And then we would like text it at like 8am and not respond till like 4pm. And they're just like, why are you texting me, dude? Like you texted me this morning, I responded right away. And it's like so many hours later. Um, so like, that's been one of our like more current struggles, I guess, that we've been like working through. And we're still like, I still got agents that are calling me on my personal cell and on my high level number. And I'm trying to transfer them all and trying to get all organized. And neither of us are like systems guys. We're more so like, let's get on the phone. Let's like have a conversation and do deals. So when it comes to like all of that, we've been just trying to figure that out. And it's taken us a while um, to actually kind of get, get over that hump until we started to get like more, like used to it. So we didn't do any deals June, July, or August, you know, after we did seven deals in May. But yeah, then, I think that was like the biggest struggle, honestly, since like we moved down here for sure, because yeah, like we're, we're good at hopping on the phones, but the systems part, we just didn't do deals for like three months. Cause we we're still trying to like figure it out and make sure we're doing it right. So what's mm-hmm. some advice you could give to someone then? Cause like, I feel like that's a common thing is like, there's always like a stretch in this business where like a wholesaler, especially new, not maybe established, but more or less newer wholesalers, but they go two, three, four, five months from doing their first deal per se, or any deal, but you know, in that whole gap, it seems like it's a common theme. What's like advice you would give to a newer wholesaler, you know, during that stretch of time? I'd say you gotta be, I feel like everything comes down to, and like we just recently started, so we didn't do any deals June, July or August. And then, we just did four deals in September and then one deal so far this month and one's closing on Monday, but congrats, by the way. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you, brother. Um, but I feel like you gotta be making the conversations cause like you don't get the results unless you do the thing that does the deals. It's like, yeah, we can have all the perfect systems in the world, but we weren't making those. Like we barely made any phone calls and i we keep track of our, the only KPI we keep track of is how many conversations we have every single day. Mm. We're trying to get to 50 each every single day in between like 30 and 50, but shooting for 50. Um, But you can just, we can just look at our books and like, we just weren't making the phone calls all of June until like the second week of July. And then we just basically didn't have a pipeline built up because we weren't doing the outreach and doing the thing. We were overcomplicating it by like setting up systems and everything, which I think in the long term, like we took this dip, it's going to be a good thing, but we could have also still been on it more and trying to figure it out faster, but we were like trying to take our time and get familiar with it when the thing that does the deals is just having the conversations. Yeah. So would you always, guys say, go ahead. Always, always got to have like a pipeline built up. Cause like after May, we we're just like, okay, cool. We just did a lot of deals. We got some dollars. We got some time. Let's figure this out. But like also at the same time, we didn't have any addresses coming in. Like we would, we, we locked up eight deals, but like, our agents are just like, yo, I, I bought this way too high. The market shifted. Can you wholesale this and get rid of it for me? Not mm-hmm. able to, cause it was too high. So like just having that stretch of not doing any deals, but knowing like, okay, I know how to do deals. I'm going to get back into it and build this pipeline. Um, so like advice is just always have that pipeline built out. So then you don't have like that little dip in your business and you can always continue going like upward. What were you saying? Brother? I was going to say, so do you guys, you, Cause you guys are a lot like me in the sense of we're just action takers, right? Kick in the door, figure out the shit later. Right? Like that's how I go about my stuff. Right? So looking back through all of it, even though it's somewhat recent to you guys, do you guys wish you would have spent more time building the systems prior to really doing a lot more of the outreach? Or do you guys like the way you guys have done it in the sense where 
you guys are kind of just figuring it out on the go because that's what it sounds like. Am I am I wrong or am I right on that? I I, I honestly we were like too broke to start with <laughs> systems because like we had enough dollars to live, but like we couldn't even use like we couldn't even afford a dialer when we moved to Arizona because like we were like super we had enough for three months worth of living expenses, but not really much anything else. So, but I honestly. I think it was really good that we just did it off our cell phones because right. we built relationships with these agents. So transferring it was so much easier because they all remember us um, where if like, we would have just been talking to thousands of agents from like the beginning, we wouldn't have really built those relationships where now I call them and like they all respond or majority, not all of them, but like majority of them still respond every single month to me and him. And they, they actually know who we are who we are. We met a lot of them in person. Um, so I feel like, I feel like what I would have done different is we should have blocked off like the first part of our day and just had convos and did the thing that makes the money and then start to figure out our systems and stuff. But like, we would just like take the whole day and we're like, we wouldn't make the phone calls where we should have at least tried to like do deals until like noon or one and then start trying to figure that out. Um, but we just like took the whole day and did it. And yeah, we, we just weren't, that wasn't the best move in my opinion. Yeah. Or even like finding someone who understands systems and who likes to do systems and have them do it for us instead of us trying to figure it out. Like that would have just sped up the process and the time. Cause it took us a long time to like actually figure this out and transfer people over. And then like later on talking to people who know systems and like systems, they're just like, you guys could just called me and I would have had this done for you in like two days, but it That's took us the whole by the way for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, that's good advice. I think to, uh, to, to anyone who's listening or watching, you know, it seems like the common thread, um, is just to, um, be resourceful, you know, give yourself grace and just keep pushing forward. Like don't, don't get hung up on, on this little stuff because hearing you guys' story, I mean, you've, you've done it all. You know, you had shiny object syndrome. You, you, you made all the, uh, quote unquote mistakes, you know, that a new, uh, or that, that, that a lot of, you know, wholesalers make. And so to any of you listening and or watching, and you can relate to this, just realize, you know, these guys started doing the same thing. And, you know, what's been your biggest month so far? In May, we made $110,000. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, you know, stick with it. Just realize that there's light at the end of the tunnel um, and that you're going to get through this. Whatever's happening, everyone's got, you know, everyone's got to build. There's no cookie cutter way to build a real estate business. You know, there's tons of wholesalers that are out there um, that don't even know about agent outreach. You know, they're just, they're, they're cold calling, they're door knocking, they're driving for dollars and all that stuff works. It all does. So let me ask you guys, why agent outreach versus all the other methods? We didn't have, when we started, we didn't have a marketing budget. So when we got on the call for Astro and it's just like, yeah, you can just do deals like for free. You just got to like make the phone calls. And we're just like, well, we don't got any dollars. So this sounds amazing. <laughs> I like the relationship and referral based business. Cause like I got agents who brought me multiple deals, same thing with him. Um, and like, building like actual relationships. So like down the road in 10 years, they're still going to be sending me deals. They know I'm going to be solid. And by then I'm going to be probably like buying and like holding on to more stuff too. Um, but it, I like the relationship based business because it's going to take you way longer. Like one seller will sell you one house, maybe, especially if it's in a distressed condition, like usually they're not going to have multiple properties, but like an agent, they're going to have multiple deals this year and next year and the next year and the next year until like they're done in real estate. So I kind of like that referral based business too. And then people are going to know, okay, the Tranor bros are solid. I know that they'll close. Let me just hit them up and just trust them instead of trying to get locked up by another wholesaler that kind of doesn't really know what they're doing. Absolutely. And Jamil does like more deals than anyone. So it's like, why reinvent the wheel? Why not just do what the literally the goats of wholesaling is doing? The goat. <laughs> that, yeah i mean that that's awesome that that's powerful um man i let me let me ask you guys what is what what's what I, I'm, I'm gonna set this question up a little bit better 
I asked this to, to my last host or the last guest, excuse me, um, that, that we had. And I, I'm, I'm, I'd love to know, I don't want to ask everyone this, but I'd love to know you guys' answer to this. And, and, I, and I, I'm hoping you don't give me kind of, you know, like the cookie cutter response that, that I, I think, you know, um, many just common lay people would give. But what is your definition of success? it's your duty i think success isn't like a thing i think it's like something you have to be always operating on and i think it's your part to like the world you got to go out and be a go-giver you got to lead with value first but then also you got to be like doing your best you can because like if you're not doing the best you can you're literally only selling like yourself short um, so I think it, you owe it to yourself and like to the world to like be doing the best you can. I don't think success is like a thing that like Every, you yeah. do this and then you get success. I think right. success is like the action. I think it's, yeah, it's how you operate on your day to day. Cause everyone's definition of success is different. Like some people might want to be like the pizza guy. Some people might want to own a billion dollars worth of real estate, but like, as long as you're happy doing that and you're operating as the best person and version of yourself that you can, that's what success really is. It's like, it's a state that you're constantly in unless you're not operating on excellence. I forget who it was. I think it was Earl Nightingale, but he said, uh, success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. I was like, that's good. I like that. <laughs> I like that definition. So, Trana Bros, what's the future look like for you guys? You guys are young. You guys, you have money. You're in Arizona, surrounded by all these pretty girls. What's the future look like for you guys? Right now, the main focus is building a wholesale operation in Arizona to where we have a team constantly doing deals here. And then we're going to go take the same systems and everything and go drop into different markets, um, you know, until we have consistent deal flow going. But looking to build like a portfolio of single family houses in Arizona and then get into multifamily and just continue to build a legacy for us and our family and our generations on and, you know, being able to teach that and go give and like be on people's podcasts like this, build a brand and like actually be out there helping, hopefully inspiring people to actually take actions on their dreams. Um, but like our main focus right now is just build a wholesale operation and we're not going to get shiny object syndrome about, oh, I need to go get into multifamily now. I need to start buying rentals now. Like, no, I need to build a wholesaling business so I can step out and I'm still doing constant deals every month. Yeah, I just want to take a moment to say, like, you're, the answer to that question that you guys just did in the sense of when you, a lot of people say goals, they're just going to be like, I'm going to be a billionaire. But I liked your guys' answer in terms of you guys, it sounds like you have steps almost, right? Like, build the wholesale business and not just, I want to own this amount of doors. You're like, I want to own single families. I want to build a single family portfolio and then I'll do the multifamily and so on and so forth. And so I feel like you guys got a, a great head on your shoulder and you're definitely going to, you're definitely going to succeed. And because you have not only the will and the drive, but you obviously sounds like you guys have goals and you guys have a, achievable goals and steps to get to those goals. So I just wanted to take a moment and said, you guys answered that brilliantly. That was good. Thank you, thank you, brother. Thank you guys for having us. This is a fun podcast. I yeah. love this. You guys are awesome. Yeah, drop an F-bomb if you want to. You know. I know. <laughs> I'm so stoked. So uh, I, I get to meet you guys next week, like finally in person. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. We're going to we're gonna make some uh, agent outreach calls together. We're doing, a, what's it called? The Nightmare on Deal Street. Um, with uh, it, So for anyone who um, doesn't know, Jamil, when we keep saying Jamil, the, the gentleman's name is Jamil Damji, if, if you don't know. Um, and Jamil Damji um, is essentially the goat of wholesaling. <laughs> He's the OG. Um, and, and we're all flying. Well, some of us are flying in. <laughs> some of us are driving over. Um, but we're, uh, you know, a few of us are coming in and there's a competition uh, with uh, Jamil's squad of Astro folks and Pace Morby sub two group and Brent Daniels TTP squad. So, man, it's going to be a powerhouse. And I'm really looking forward to that event. Looking forward to meeting you guys. Yeah, thank you guys for having us on. No, yeah, next week's going to be dope. It's going to be awesome meeting you in person. But 
no, this was this was super dope. You guys ask awesome questions, so thank you for letting us come on here and share our story of kind of what's going on in our world. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. it's our pleasure. Well, well, guys, before we let you go, you know, there's if we know you're in Arizona, but where all are you guys doing business, and how can people, you know, get get in contact with you? They want to work with you if they want to just kind of um, get a better understanding of how to be successful in real estate, especially at a young age. How can people get in contact with you? Yeah, I'd say probably Instagram's the easiest way to reach us or um, Facebook or Facebook too. Yeah, it's just basically you can just type our names in. His is Brandon Trana. Mine's Dylan underscore Trana. But reach out to us. We know Astro people across the entire country. So even if we can't help you, our market is just Arizona at the moment. We're just trying to stay super dialed in right here. But we know Astro fam across like the entire nation. So um, if we can't help you in your market, we can definitely connect you with people who might be able to help you out out there and definitely people to squat up with. Awesome. Awesome. Are you guys all over Arizona or mostly Phoenix or the Metro or? I've done one deal in Tucson, but yeah, basically just Phoenix. Um, we are probably looking to buy creative properties like up north, like in the mountains and like Flagstaff and like Pine and Payson and stuff. But for cash deals, like we're just super dialed in and trying to be like experts in our market here in Phoenix. Sweet. For any of you who think that Phoenix is, you know, of course it's competitive, but I've, I've heard people say Phoenix. No, I, I don't want the Phoenix market. I have nothing to do with that. You know, Jamil's there, you know, uh, Brent, all these, 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 you know, legends are in Phoenix. You guys had a $110,000 a month, you know, and, and what are you 20 now? 20, 21 or you 20? Yeah, I'm 20. He's I'm 21. 21. Okay. Okay. So it can be done. Well, gentlemen, again, thank you so, so, so much for your time. Um, again, I'm looking forward to meeting you and I cannot wait to have you guys back on the show. Um, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll check back in and, and get an update on the Trana brothers then. So guys, thank you again so, so much for your time and for all the listeners out there, uh, stay tuned. We got another baller episode coming up. Um, yeah here now actually so we'll let you guys go take care guys thank Thank you for having us see you guys what up guys thank you for watching or listening to another episode and look here's the deal if you got value out of today's episode we kindly ask you subscribe and like and get this bad boy going and look if you're in florida we're in florida that's our marketplace and we want to help your deals get to the finish line so if you got any deals that need help with dispo send us an email we're at deals at unwindinvestments.com. You can also submit it via our property submission form online at unwindinvestments.com slash deals. And guys, we want you to be the next guest on our show. So get out there and hustle and grind and let's get to work. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace.